Broadcasting from the News Radio 102.9 KARN Radio Center and Studio 1B, it is Guatney Unplugged with Scott Romine. Hey, Scott Romine here. Hope you're having a great Saturday. I'm really excited about the show today because we're going to talk about a topic that is near and dear to my heart that I have just never covered on the show, and that is Air Jordans, the famous Nike shoe that really kind of started it all back in 1985. And if you don't recall this offhand, or maybe you're not a sneakerhead, it's the red, white, and black, or black and red, bright colored shoes from the 80s that all the kids have. They still make them to this day. And we're going to talk with AJ Ty from Chicago, where, well, where Air Jordan kind of got started. How are you, AJ? I'm doing well, Scott, how are you? Man, I'm me. good. I'm just excited to talk about Air Jordans on the show today. And I got to ask you, how do you explain the lasting legacy of the Air Jordan 1? The Air Jordan 1 is probably hands down one of the easiest silhouettes to wear, right? You can have 50 different colors on it and it would still just look good. You can wear black and red with green and it just looks good even though that color doesn't really go but over the course of the years i think just because of the legacy of jordan you know one being that shoe was banned even though that wasn't the actual shoe to be banned that was a whole um legacy behind it right it was the forbidden shoe or the easy wear silhouette yeah yeah it is now so we met at sneaker con a big uh, event in dallas here recently and yes. to me the sneaker culture is kind of like elvis presley you know elvis brought in people from young old white black i mean from across the spectrum all these people show up and just are in love with these shoes is that yes. just shocking it's really cool that something like that still exists yeah, I mean, if you think about it, like people might not, you know, get along on certain topics, politics, whatever, but you have 10,000 people that you can bring into one building and they all have the passion and love for the same thing. You guys might disagree on certain topics and here and there, but you guys are in there because you love sneakers, you love Jordans, you love Nikes in general. So that for me, I feel it's always going to be like that you know at one point i was hosting sneaker con for two straight years uh i traveled with them across the country seeing pretty much every state you know i was on stage hyping up the crowd doing interviews so i got to see it all i got to see all the people you know that looked completely like they would never wear jordans but they have probably the nicest collection right so <laughs> yeah. that's for me that's that's what it is like you know, you're in a building because you like something. All right? walks of life. Yeah. You All, know, the other yep. thing, AJ, is it brings people like I have no interest in sports, but it mm -hmm. brings people kind of into the sports world that otherwise maybe not have anything to do with it. Yeah, that's true. Because, you again, like athletes and all are wearing these shoes that kids and adults, even us still want. They still are looking for that. You know, I mean, I like I love basketball. Right? I'm a basketball guy. And I might not look like it, but I love golf. I'm a big golf guy. So like even on the golf course, you'll see, um, you know, you'll see athletes wearing Jordan or you'll see athletes wearing Nike, which is crazy. So, but it, you know, it all ties together. You know, let's go back into this thing about the, everyone thinks the Air Jordan 1 was banned. And, and I've always heard 
that story is kind of fictional from Nike. Can you explain why everyone has the idea that the Air Jordans were banned from the NBA? So back in the 80s, uh, when, you know, the NBA was coming up, like they had a strict rule about certain colors on your shoes and on the jerseys. And, you know, Michael Jordan and Nike, well, originally it, it almost didn't happen because Jordan almost signed with Adidas. For a lot of people don't know that. Like Ooh. the same time that he uh, had his meeting with the Nike and Nike, this is before Jordan, with the Nike execs, Adidas was waiting downstairs like, hey, you know, we won because Mike wore Adidas prior to his, um, you know, his career with Nike. He that was his favorite basketball. Right. Show. But his mom was like, no, being smart, go do this, do this, do this, because Nike offered him his own brand at such a young age. They offered him uh, royalties and no brand did that. They took a huge, huge chance on him, you know. And then, of course, it started with uh, it was actually the airship. That was banned, not the Jordan one. Which has been retroed, correct? The airship yes. has come uh, out in recent years. Yes. So they, uh, in All-Star Weekend Chicago, they released the white and red one. Uh, but the black and red, the original black and red that was, quote-unquote, banned, was not released here. It was only released overseas in Europe, which for I wish it was here because I, I still don't have that in my collection. That's something that I would love to add, but, you know, it's... The prices are ridiculous. Sure. So that was the actual shoe that was banned, the Nike Airship bread colorway, which is black and red together. Um, and then, of course, they just took it and, you know, made the Air Jordan 1 because that was the shoe before the retro one or the Jordan 1 was made. So Nike basically promoted a rule that was instituted against an earlier version of the shoe, the Airship. Yeah. And they said, yeah. hey, it's the Air Jordan because they were the same color. Yeah, and it did. It, it, the airship was uh, what it was just that colorway that was banned because they didn't want there was too much black on that shoe. And right. back then, majority of the, the shoes were like white. They didn't care about the red. It was just too much black on the shoe. So you know, Michael Jordan was the man who kind of defied and just broke that rule, and he got fined five thousand dollars every game. And Nike was happy to pay every <laughs> single one. You know, that's pro I, that's probably kind of what led to the Chicago colorway, the white, red, and black, because it yes. lessened the the black on the yes. shoe. Yes, that that was the whole point. And then you know, after that happened, then uh, those are the only ones that he really played in. And then you know, they, of course, they made the shadows and the royals, and then they have. 50 million other colors but uh jordan did play you know in the chicago colorway and then the bread colorway I've and there was a different variation there was a black toes you know which started adding a little more black back into the shoes man this is just fascinating aj uh i, I want to ask i've always heard that his agent or lawyer actually coined the term air jordan i i believe it was um because it was uh, his agent, you know, and I think it was his agent who actually used that. And that's what they wind up using in for his brand. Because uh, if you look, if people look up, uh, there's one picture online. You search Air Jordan, like basketball court. Mm -hmm. He's standing next to a fence with the shoe on his. Yes. Shoulder, over his shoulders. Right? Yes. If you, if you zoom in, this is before the Jordan wings logo was made it just said air jordan so that was you know they that's what they took it from they they nike and jordan brand 
the way they market their stuff, they'd like to do everything with history, right? People might say, oh, man, this sucks. Why did they do this? Why did they do that? Well, you have to know the brand in order to realize why did they put Air Jordan like that? Not many people see that picture, right? Not many right. people realize that that was the original logo in that font. Yeah, and because they have, they've retroed those shoes. I have a pair of them where it says yeah. Air Jordan, where the famous yep. Wings logo yep. would be. Yep. That came out, I believe, it was a few years ago, but that was a nice shoe. They came out in the same colorway. They came out in the white and red. So they brought, they did the original colors. It was just with the original, original Air Jordan logo. Kind of like selling a prototype. Exactly. That's what it was. That was a prototype shoe. And, you know, people are always talking about, I don't know. You've probably seen how everybody's like, oh, we only wear highs. We only wear, you know, nobody wears lows and mids, right? You you probably saw that a lot. But once Jordan hurt his ankle, his actual PE, his player exclusive while he was playing, right. was a mid-top. Was a mid-top. He never played in highs. Most people don't know that. They don't. Because if you go look at Jordan's original player exclusive promo, what he played in is a mid-shaped shoe. You're listening to Guatney Unplugged on News Radio 102.9 KARN with Scott Romine, brought to you by Guatney Automotive Group. Hey, Scott Romine here. We are talking today about one of my favorite subjects, the Air Jordan 1. The Air Jordan that started it all back in 1985. Of course, the red, white, and black, or black and red, or numerous colors of these shoes that started in the 80s. Uh, we're talking with AJ Ty from Chicago about Air Jordans. And I wanted to ask you, now I was around for when, I know you're a little younger, but I was around when the Air Jordan 1 came out and you could go to the shoe yeah. store. And back then you could go to the shoe store, the mall, any time of the day, anytime and you wanted and buy a pair. So tell yes. me how market saturation contributed to the downfall of these things originally and and what has nike done now the, to avoid this happening again so i mean if you if you go back like you remember like you said you would walk in you can walk and this is me as well like you know i used to walk into a store on 11 o'clock 12 o'clock still being able to pick up a pair of Jordan 11s, a pair of Jordan 2s, whatever would release oh, that. oh the ones were in you, stock at all times in, in, yes. the, in the mid 80s I don't know. So, you know, fun fact with the Jordans, they were at one point, they almost pulled a plug on them because they were sitting at uh, Sears. They were sitting at Sears for $19.99 on clearance, $19.99 on clearance. That's crazy. And Are we you know, talking they, about the 94 version or the 85? No, no, no. We're talking about, we're talking about 85. The 1985 Jordan 1 was in Sears. On clearance. So can you imagine if you were that one person back then walked in and just picked up a whole bunch? And I know there's I know a person till today uh who's I believe he's also in Chicago, but he's bought them on clearance and he still has a nineteen ninety nine sticker on it. Wow. You know, so yeah. So for all so for like going back to like, you know, why is pretty much not you can't really do that anymore. That's no. one because that's because back in the day there was no social media. So you really didn't know what was coming out or where the shoes were gonna be. It was just like, okay, I'm just gonna wake up and go here. Let's see if the shoe is here, right? Now you have Instagram, you have Snapchat, you have yeah. 
everything that tells you, hey, there's apps that, you know, tell you where like sneakers apps, like they're releasing. But what I feel is really messed it up for not being able to do that are the botting, like people who bought, you know, and the yes. resellers. Like, I don't I don't I don't have anything against resellers because at the end of the day, that's their business. This is what they do. This is how they make their money. And, you know, for me is like, hey, is that if that's how you make your money, that's how you make your money. For the but, for the listener listening that doesn't know what reseller and all that and bots, can you explain that right quick? Sure, for sure. So, for example, um, a pair of Air Jordan 1s currently, if they're like a limited edition, they would be $190, right? $190 with tax, depending on where you are. Chicago, our tax is ridiculous. So we're looking at closer to $200 per Jordan 1. Well, back in the day, it was 120, and then you maybe pay like you know 130. So, what a reseller would do a reseller is somebody who would buy them at retail and resell a shoe. For example, we'll take a Travis Scott Jordan one, mm-hmm. right? The Travis Scott Jordan one came out for 190, dollars I believe, and now they're reselling for on the secondhand market for up to two thousand dollars. <laughs> Now look at that increase. So if you got lucky and you bought them for a hundred and ninety, say even two hundred dollars, they're selling for two thousand dollars. Unbelievable. So it's just it, you have to look at it like art, right? People buy art, resell art. People buy houses for cheap, resell for you know for more. Supply and demand. Supply and demand, right? So. I just, I mean, as much as Nike could bring out hundreds and hundreds more pair of pairs, I don't really think it's really going to do anything because there's just people just going to buy up more pairs and then just sell more pairs. I've read they only make about 39,000 pairs of any colorway. No, that's not true. Is that uh, not true? No, 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 no. They, they make hundreds of thousands of pairs. Depending, Well, it depends. It depends. Like, there are certain pairs that will only... Um, you know, there'll only be like 7,000 pairs, 5,000 pairs, sure. 3,000 pairs, but there's not, they're not that low. They're not like 40,000. That's, a, you will see that if it's like a completely, you know, limited edition only release at a certain store. Right. Uh, but even there's a pair of Jordan one lows, uh, that came out for the Chinese new year, um, release. They didn't release here. I got a pair and they were only 5,000 pairs. So they are low, but you're talking about like they do. The Nike and Jordan brand put out a lot of a lot of pairs. Sure, it's, um, they will go down to two thousand and three thousand, but nothing. I've personally, the lowest I've seen is maybe hundred and fifty pairs, but that's for when they give out to friends and family. Right, that's like when it's when it's not made to release at all. Very hard that's when to get. See, yeah, that's when you see that low of a number is when it's not meant to be sold. Hey, so if we've got a, a mom out there that, that that's got a 47 year old kid like me that, that has their <laughs> son's air Jordans in the attic, what's a pair of 1985 air Jordans worth today? Ooh, it honestly depends on what the buyer is willing to pay. Now the shoe, the, it, depends on the quality of it like is it still wearable a lot of the 85 jordan ones are starting to stiffen up because if you look at back in the day they never had like those actual size tags it was actually printed on the on the inner collar of the shoe um so you'll see it might say 85 blank 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 ty or it might say py there's a difference so it depends on which um factory was made in is where i feel that 
how wearable they are, right? So I for your you. pair, for example, so if you have a pair sitting in your attic, one thing I would recommend is maybe pulling them out of there because if it gets too hot up there, the glue is going to start to uh, uh, wear out and it's going to start to crack, right? Shoe back then shoes were made with real leather, so leather has to be more moisturized. So you know you you don't want to like resurface the shoe in any way. You want to keep it to its true form, but you just don't want it to disintegrate because if it starts cracking, breaking up, it's gone. But I I would I would say even a used like a horribly used cracked up pair five thousand. Wow, you know. Yeah, because the things, yeah, around five thousand. I mean, you've you, I've seen them as low as like twelve hundred, but those are just like they're trashed. Those are like trash, trash. Pristine in the box, what twenty grand? Oh, um, probably more than that, for sure, more than that. So, I would say, yeah, you would say thirty. I would say close to thirty. Oh wow, unbelievable! So AJ, we're talking with AJ Ty out of Chicago. We're talking about Air Jordans. At what point did fake Air Jordans start to surface? And where did those come from? How did they get here? And and are they illegal? So fake Jordans, believe it or not, were actually, you know, back in the 80s. Um, that's what, when they started. Um, I don't know if you've seen any of those Jordan 1s that were little shit. They were called AJKOs. Yes. Right? They're the ones with the canvas. Yes. So what Nike wanted to do was Nike's like, look, people are ripping off our shoes back then. And this is like back in the 80s. Why don't we redo it ourselves? Right. We want to restructure something. We want to revamp our 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 company. Let's make something with a breathable because the leather was so hot. Yeah. You know, people couldn't really wear it. So they wanted to do something canvas. It's a completely different shoe. So the Nike just wanted to reuse the things that they had and said, Hey, so now we've used a completely different sole, different upper. Why don't we just call it why don't we just knock off our own shoe? So the if people think it's called knockout, the A the A J K O ah. stands for Air Jordan knockoff. So they were knocking off their own shoe <laughs> just to put it out there that we we know what you're doing. So this has been around since the eighties. Uh they've got to the point where they've cloned one to one, you know. So as for where it comes from, it's mostly overseas china turkey but mostly china because i this is what i feel happens uh, there are people who are actually making the shoe right for the actual company sure and i'm sure they sneak out a pair it can't be that hard right to sneak out a pair then you have a real pair there's leftover material and they're probably just making from there you've got the and, pattern once you have the pieces yeah yeah and, and the thing is now and now it's like i said like the jordan one is so easy to fake the patterns are there it's literally the same pattern just different colors that's right? very cool hey we're talking and, with aj ty out of chicago talking about air jordans we'll be right back here on guatney unplugged you're listening to guatney unplugged on News Radio 102.9 KARN with Scott Romine, brought to you by Guatney Automotive Group. Hey, Scott Romine here. We're having a great time talking with AJ Ty out of Chicago about one of my favorite topics, Air Jordans. Of course, the shoes that Michael Jordan played basketball in. And if somebody's going to get into this hobby, uh, AJ, how important is it to, to buy something that maybe goes to like authenticity guarantee and and who does that so there's i mean there's a lot of companies that are doing that right now one if you 
check eBay, right? I, I was an eBay addict. I'm till this day, I'm searching old Jordans, new Jordans, anything that I can't find. Good thing about eBay is eBay is with SneakerCon and, you know, they do the authentic authentic checks and all that. So you're guaranteed for it to be real. Um, and then besides that, before that happened, SneakerCon in, itself um, was doing authentic checks at their events. You know, then there's StockX, then there's Go. But and you still have to be careful regardless of where you're buying. You should know simple things to look for try you know before you buy a shoe yeah you might buy it from ebay and they said 100 authentic guaranteed i would still go on youtube do real versus fake there's people out there that know their sneakers one of my good friends he goes his youtube name is Jumperman chris and one of the things he's like you know perfected in in is spotting fakes Ah. And it's, he can spot them. Like, it's one of those, like, you look at it, you're like, oh man, those are fit, you know? So it's just it's, good it's, at it. You just, you, yeah, you just have to do your research. And that's one of the things we wanted to do with ourselves, you know, with my company and stuff is we want to make sure we are putting the knowledge out there for people. What's the website for your company and what do you offer? So for myself, I'm actually the vice president of, uh, app called on my feet app it's a uh, we have our network a sneaker network our goal is to be a 24-hour sneaker related network so you could just be like hey it's four o'clock on a monday i want i wonder what's on sneakers right so we're gonna go that's our goal so it's on my feet app it's on android and apple marketplace it's uh social media for sneakerheads by sneakerheads this is so cool. we don't you know like so, yeah, it's one of those like, you know, when you're on, for example, if you're on Instagram, I'm still on Instagram and all these. So if you're on so, certain social medias, you don't have to worry about seeing stuff that you don't want to see. Right. Yeah. There might be people posting stuff. You're like, oh, you know, right. do I really want to see this No. So the, our app is we take all of social media, put into one app and it's sneaker related uh, uh, you know, outfits. You, we show you outfit grids. We show pretty much all that. And, you know, one of our side part of it, which is a big part, is the network. The network is where we have shows and we have YouTubers that I've hired and our team has picked up to give you the real versus fake. Tell you what's out there. Show you where to buy shoes from. Right. And all the right now, currently, this is all on Instagram and we are moving it over to our app. But it's something that it's something that I feel the culture needs right Oh, right? yeah. We don't need to see all the So it's one of those, like for you, like you can go in there, you can start posting stuff and don't have to worry about like, oh man, I only got four likes. I only got five likes. If you post it, people will see it. That's man, what we that's want. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. Hey, I want to ask you about something we kind of touched on earlier. And this has always kind of fascinated me, but it, in the eighties, when you looked at pictures in magazines or you watched on TV, Michael Jordan playing on the court in his Air Jordan ones, I've mm -hmm. always noticed there were differences in the shoes he wore and the shoes yes. you bought at the store. What are those differences and what do you call that? So there's what the players will wear are called PEs. They're called player exclusives, meaning they might release, for example, a pair of Jordan Air Jordan 1s in store that will be completely different than what the Air Jordan 1 would be on court. One of the main things 
uh, Michael Jordan actually wore mid tops. It was a higher cut because he did hurt his ankle. Uh, I believe he broke his ankle at one point. Yeah, in I think the he had said he missed a season or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then you know there there was samples of them actually putting. If you guys go search, there's um, Jordan when he hurt his ankle. Nike made something that had like a strap on the side to hold his ankle. Yep, that's right. You know, because back then they, did, they didn't have ankle braces that could go inside shoes now. Because right now athletes have the top, top things, right? Back then, so the Nike was like cutting the bottom of the shoe, putting straps on the thing. But his shoe was a mid-top. And that's the one thing that was crazy is that everybody – it's like, oh, we don't wear mid tops. We don't like mid tops. Jordan wore Michael Jordan wore mid tops to yeah. play in. And if you so look was, at the front of his shoes, the the toe box yeah. on his always looks lower than what a person yes. buys at the store. Yeah, because you know uh, his one one he wears a thirteen and a thirteen and a half when he plays. So they have to adjust it according to his foot. Right now, what they put out in store, they're going to make it universal for everybody. Sure. But what they what what he wore on the court is completely different than what was released. So AJ, does anybody own game worn pairs of his shoes? And and if so, what are they worth? So there, there was a, there's a few options uh, that were, I know that were out there. And I know one of his game worn Jordan, the air Jordan ones were selling for a million dollars and that was autographed and people (laughs) do pay that, you know, people pay half a million. It's, but if you think about it, like, there's not many out there because he like, you know, he has all of it pretty much. Right. So if they're, if they were given out to somebody, that's different, like for charities and this and that. But I know the last auction I saw was at $1 million. Wow. And you don't have a pair yet. I don't have a game worn pair, but I do have one of his other samples. <laughs> really? That's so cool. Yes. So one of the things I wanted you to explain to the audience is, when you go buy a pair of Air Jordans, they have nicknames like UNC or Shattered Backboard. Yep. And most people don't know there is history tied to all of those names. Yep. Can you explain that? Yeah, for sure. Like, for example, UNC is anything that's Carolina blue, which is baby blue uh, and has a white, a little white on it is bec- and navies because he went to North Carolina and he that's his thing so a lot of the air jordans that come out at least one colorway in a year or maybe even two will have the carolina colorway so what they call it the unc it could be the fours or the ones or the twelves right now the shattered backboard is uh, is something that people not many people know is that when he was playing you know he did a he did an exhibition game um i believe in europe it was an exhibition game he dunked the ball, right? Mm-hmm. And the backboard shattered. And when the shoe came out, it was orange, black, and white. People are like, why orange, black, and white? If you go back to that footage, you see his his jerseys were orange, black, and white. Yes. So they put everything, you know, they put stuff together, right? And for example, like a bread is black and red. There's no real history behind that, but you know, that was more of just the band colorway. So there's even one called the David Letterman. Why is that? So the David Letterman is a pair of all red uh, leather shoes with a blue swoosh. And that's something similar to what he wore on a David Letterman show. 
And on the inside, you see on the on the sole, on the insole, you'll see like a mic and it says live. So they just take all these shoes and tie it back to a certain, you know, part in history of what Michael has done. Hey, right. So it's very cool that they do that. Um, very cool. I wanted to ask you, there is an Air Jordan one and a half called the return. What is that and why does it exist? So that was, uh, that was when he was, when he, I guess his ankle was a lot better. And this was, is, is, it's usually, it's Jordan 1.5. And what they did was because they didn't have the Air Jordan 2 ready yet for the next season. So again, it looks like the Air Jordan 1 top, but the midsole is of the Air Jordan 2. So this was like the in-between of the Air Jordan 1 and the Air Jordan 2. You've got what, 500 <laughs> pairs of these things? So 500 plus pairs, yes, wow. in my personal collection. So I try to wear every single one of them. Did you ever get to see Michael Jordan play or in person? Uh, yeah, in person, yes. Uh, play not as much as I wanted to. It's just because, you know, when we were young, he, we were mostly younger when he was playing. And then when we got to the age when, you know, we were older, he was in either, he was playing in uh, D.C. and for the Wizards. So... So you did, you did get to see him in person at some point in time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, like we would at events and stuff like that, you know, I was actually at his, uh, I was actually at his birthday party, uh, at all-star week in Chicago. Uh, was it two years, a year and a half ago, right before, right before the pandemic happened. You went to Michael Jordan's birthday party. Yes. I was actually invited, uh, to go over there because, you know, we've known their family for a, a little while, my brother and, his son uh, run this trophy room together. Did, uh, did you get to his, talk to him? Yes. At, the, at his birthday party. Yes, he was there. <laughs> he was actually right behind us. So we were at, in his VIP area. Uh, it was a, it was a pretty low key, you know, invite only. So when you go there, uh, they're at different, there's an area up top where NBA players that are Jordan brand and Nike athletes will come and mostly Jordan and Nike athletes, uh, Nike, uh, employees are on the floor, you know, but we, since we know, know them a little bit, we actually went up to his area and it was, it was fun. It's one of those, like I ran into Jaleel Wai, who is Steve Urkel. I've, I met, um, Guy Fieri. I met Don C probably like the who, like the, the top guys you need to know in the industry. So it, it was, it was a fun night. So does he sign many things? I, you would think you'd see autograph Jordans and things out there, but you really never do. No, I, I think the only people he really signs for is, uh, upper deck, like, you know, the company that he does. Uh, but I mean, I've seen, you know, stuff here and there, I'm sure at some point that he was, but now he's so, you know, he's not really, around crowds to sign right now Mm -hmm. he's living his best life he plays golf on his own he has his own uh golf course in jupiter florida wow he's there yep it's called grove 23 uh it's i guess he got tired of playing at other people's courses and he just wanted to play so he built his own which is that's amazing you realize Um, you and i paid for that golf course (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> i guarantee yeah, that's it that's for sure that's for sure so tell but, me about know. aj he has a son that is now in the sneaker industry how did that start well yeah uh so i mean he has he has three kids from his original uh one of them is this older son jeffrey he works for a brand jordan in portland i know his daughter works for 
the Hornets and his son Marcus uh, owns Trophy Room in uh, Orlando, uh, which is uh, it pays homage to it's a sneaker store, like a boutique, but it pays homage to his dad's trophy room, the way it was set up, the way everything is. Uh, they're actually doing a grand reopening. They're relocating to a bigger spot. Their grand reopening is going to be holiday 2021. And they actually launched a shoe, a trophy room, Chicago Jordan, that I guess yes. originally came out at that store, I guess. Uh, yeah. So they, they did. Yes. They released them uh, on their website. They released them on sneakers and uh, it's, it's an awesome shoe, right? It, they did the, the whole, again, there was a story behind that shoe. They did it behind the freeze out game where, you know, it was all star game in 87 where the, nobody passed it to him right they froze him out. i think he only scored seven points um and then that was the whole story behind it the alleged freeze out game that they're saying hey sure no none of these athletes wanted to these nba players wanted to like give it to jordan because he was just blowing up right think about it mm-hmm. a young guy coming into the league and he has more fame than guys have already been playing like Isaiah Thomas, Magic Johnson. Oh yeah. So. Oh, I watched him back in the day. Yeah. So you go to Michael Jordan's birthday party. How in the world do you decide what pair of shoes you're going to wear and what did you wear? Uh, yeah, that, that was a tough one, right? I, I wanted to make sure I stood out. I did wear a pair of Jordan ones, yes. but I actually have, um, I actually had a pair of Jordan ones made. Uh, they were custom, but they were original, you know, original silhouette. I actually had them done in Python. Um, really? You know, it, yeah. So it, it was, it was a bread colorway. It, it, I know for a fact, because when we walked in, uh, Tinker Hatfield, who is one of, for people who don't know, is one of the biggest designers and he's had so much to do behind the Air Jordan, mm-hmm. uh, silhouettes. He was standing there. He looked at my shoe and I was actually with another friend, another YouTuber friend of mine, Sniper Jones. And he looked at both of us and he looked at my shoe. He's like, those are cool. And for Tinker Hatfield to say that, who is again, a Jordan and Nike designer, it just, you know, it just gave me like, oh my God, I've Dude, done that's something huge. Like- Did Jordan <laughs> comment on him? Did he see him? It, well, it was kind of dark in there uh, when we were standing there. Like there were so many people up top, and this is right before everything got shut down. So there was like no masks, and nobody knew what was going to happen in March. So, but you know, we were. I, I know Don C commented on my shoe. Don C is another you know designer. Um, for he does he's done he has his own brand and he's done. He saw it. He's like, whoa, those are unique because I I pay, played off. The exact bread colorways, but I just use different materials. That's so cool. Do you wear all of your shoes or are there some you just will not wear? So I I try to wear, I try to wear a lot, like out of the 500 plus pairs, 176 or 77 pairs are Air Jordan ones. Um, I wear mostly Air Jordan ones and there are a few pairs that I just have in my display. Like one of the pairs I, that I don't, I mean, these are not Jordans, but I have the Nike, uh, mags, the Marty McFly shoe. Sure. Uh, back to the future. Yeah. The back to the future shoe. I have those on display, Uh, a pair of 85 Jordan ones that I have, uh, that I originally owned can't wear them. They're too small. Those are on display. So I recently just had a son, uh, you know, he's four months old. So one of my friends who's a huge, huge Jordan uh, toy collector out of 
uh, Australia mm-hmm. sent me a pair of 85, 1985 Jordan 1s for my son in his size, oh. which I was blown away because that shoe in in size 3C is selling for almost $2,000. And he sent them to you. He sent it to me because he's just like, I wanted your son to have it. Man. And it was just, it's, it's you know, the, the connections I've made and the people I've met through in the last three years of actually being in front of the camera, in front of the people has really, you know, it's really like paid off because people, I, I'm, I'm one of those that I like to be nice to everybody, right? Well, I'm not sure. one of those, like, you know, I like, 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 even when we and you talked at SneakerCon. Hey, I was, oh, I was yeah. like, you know what? This is awesome. Let's just have, cause you never know where that connection lead, right? That's I might right. be able to help you in the future. You might be able to help me in the future. So it's one of those, like, you know, I paid off. I met him a few times. He's a good guy. Amazing, amazing, like memorabilia collection. Like, so very cool. He decided to send it. So those are the only ones I really don't wear. Well, if AJ, if somebody is wanting to get into our hobby, what are some must-haves they really need for their collection if they're going to get into this? See, see, when you say must-haves, it's one of those, I feel like if you like it, wear it, right? It shouldn't matter what I like. It shouldn't matter what sure. Scott thinks. It should matter like what John Doe likes. Like if you come in and say, hey, I like these Jordan 1 lows that were made in Easter colorways. But that's I've got them. Like. I've got hey, those. That's I like them. I do. The little low, yeah. the blue, like the purplish blue. Sure, got them. That's all that matters. Um, but if you if you want to be like, okay, I want to have something that's original, uh, Jordan one, uh, Jordan one high breads, yes. way as B R E D. I would look at the Jordan one high royals. Yep. I would look at the shadows. Okay, so let's okay. talk about what's some obtainable shoes on the market right now that may really go up in the future. So I, I feel like any of the OG Jordan one lows, um, I mean, a lot of them came out, you know, within the last 10 years or so, you can find those pretty decent. I would say anywhere from like 500 and below those for a fact are going to be worth a lot more in the future. Uh, just Jordans in general, I don't think they're ever going to decrease in value, but if you go for the original colorways, I feel that's your best bet. Hey, AJ, thanks so much for being on the show. Tell us again where we can find you on Instagram and tell us about the app. Yeah, you guys can find me on Instagram or on all social media at T-A-I-8-7-K-I-C-K-S. That's Ty87Kicks. I host every sneaker you know, event across the country. And so you guys will see me somewhere as for the app, you guys could look and download on both Apple and Android. It's on my feet app. It's an app made for sneakerheads by sneakerheads. And we want to just in, have you guys enjoy it and just DM us on it. And we would love to, and we do giveaways all the time. So we love to give away stuff just to show appreciation of people being on the app. That's awesome. Thank you, AJ Scott Romine for Guatney Unblood. Go have a great Saturday. We'll see you next week.